0: Simon and Schuster Audio presents Little Disasters by Sarah Vaughan, read by Sophie Roberts, with Esther Wayne, Elliot Fitzpatrick, and Sarah Feathers. Prologue. The cry builds. At first it is pitiful. A creak and a crackle. Tentative. Tremulous. Just testing how it will be received. The doubt quickly flees. The whimper becomes a bleat. The catch hardening as the cry distills into a note of pure anguish. Shh, her mother pleads reaching into the cot and holding the baby at arm's length. The sound buttresses the space between them. It's okay, baby. Mummy's here now. Mummy's going to make it okay. The child stares at her. Eleven weeks old, in the fierce grip of inconsolable colic. Her eyes two beads that glower, incredulous and intense. Don't be ridiculous these eyes say. I am livid and I'm livid with you. Her face folds in on itself, and her baby grow dampens as if the rage that is turning her body into a white hot furnace is so intense it must escape. Shh, shh, it's okay, the mother repeats. She is suddenly wary. Sweat licks the child's brow, and her fontanelle pulses like some alien life-form just beneath the surface of her skin. Evidence of her pumping heart, of the blood which courses through her veins, and could burst through this translucent spot, as delicate as a bird's egg. So fragile, the mother daren't touch it in case it ruptures. The beat continues, insistent unrelenting, like this baby's uncontrollable rage. The cry cranks up a gear, and she draws the baby close. But the child writhes against her, fists balled, torso arching backwards in anger or pain. It's okay. Who is she trying to convince? Not this baby, who has been crying for the past eight weeks. And not herself, because every time she thinks she's found a fresh solution, a hoover sucking at the carpets, an untuned radio hissing white noise, the rules of this particularly cruel game shift, and she has to think again. Shh, shh. Her eyes well with self-pity and frustration, and an exhaustion so entrenched she is sometimes knocked off balance. Please be quiet, just for a minute. Be quiet, just shut up, she wants to say. The whales seem to mock her. A terrible mother, not even your first. You're meant to know how to comfort your baby. What will next door think? Okay, okay. She is shouting now. The baby squirms. She is pressing too tightly. Frightened, she releases her grip. And as she does, her baby's lungs expand so that she erupts in a blast of fury that turns her tiny body rigid, fierce energy pulsing from the tips of her toes all the way along the length of her spine. OK. OK. Like an addict, desperate for a fix, she will do anything now for silence. And so she stumbles to the bathroom, strips down to her bra and pants. Then she flings a heap of clothes into the washing machine, switches it on, and huddling in the darkness, pulls her daughter close. The machine starts up. A rhythmic swish as the drummer fills with water, then turns noisy and repetitive. White noise that is the most potent balm. The cries catch. Falter. Stop. As the swish and the slosh and the dull clunk of the spinning clothes fill the damp, dark room. She risks glancing down. Two eyes stare back. Please don't cry. Please don't cry. The plea is automatic. The baby's bottom lip quivers and the uneasy quiet is broken with a bleat. Great gulps of rage soon drown out the heavy lullaby. Please be quiet. Just be quiet. Be quiet, won't you? Just be quiet, for God's sake. It's no good. The walls push in. The heat bears down and the noise, the terrible crying that has been going on for three hours engulfs her. Her eyes burn and she feels like joining in. She cannot cope with this. She cannot cope. She does not know how much more she can bear. They say you should leave your baby when you feel like this. Put her down, close the door, and walk away. Remain elsewhere until you feel calmer. But then the crying will continue. The baby quivering more with anger than a cause that can be fixed, like a wet nappy or pain. Doesn't it make sense to hold her tight, to plead, to bargain, perhaps to shout, to try to shake a little sense into her? No, not that. She knows she mustn't hurt her baby. Though if she could shock her into silence, if she could stifle that noise again. At moments like this, her mind fills with toxic thoughts. You're a bad mother. She'd be better off without you. And then, insidiously, the more shameful ones that she tries to shake away. Thoughts she can barely acknowledge, let alone express, about the desire, just for a moment, for this child to be silent always.